Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Um, so, uh, how, how many of you uh, here tonight uh, have been following online? Have you you've been able to watch online? Okay, a number of you, some of you maybe not able to watch online, but... Uh, I just, I thank God for the, the capability. I know there's, uh, the beautiful thing about being online is that the services can be watched uh, a month later, two months later, a year later by whomever. And it can go, uh, some of the, the uh, uh, different services, uh, I've, I've looked at some of them, there's been already, uh, for the most popular if i if i would or could say that there's been uh hundreds of views over 500 views and it's like thank you lord because that would not be the case if we just had one service and and uh uh but we're able to do that online so praise god for that uh the last uh the last number of uh weeks uh we've been going through a, a series and uh, it's it's called uh single Question mark, single, engaged, married. Uh, this, this series is, is for whether you're single, engaged, engaged to be married or married. Um, these, these sessions, uh, we're on the fourth one. And the first one had to do with priorities and uh, the priorities that should be in our life. And uh, so if you didn't catch that, uh, go back a few weeks and you're looking for, once again, that title, uh, single, engaged, or married. And uh, the part one is, is on priorities. Uh, the second one we talked about was uh, when it comes to life, oftentimes going back, uh, if, if we look back, we recognize that there's things that, are, are, that we've kept held on to uh, in our lives and that are affecting us now that we need to to uh, be, have dealt with. And mainly, uh, we talked, one of the, things, the major things we talked about in that session was forgiveness. If we cannot forgive others, we put ourselves in a place of torment. And uh, so, just a beautiful uh, session of, uh, called Dealing with a Nasty Past. Uh, last week, we had uh, 10, tips, 10 Tips for Life. I don't know if this is going to work here or not, but we'll see if we can uh, get that, that corrected. But 10 tips for life. And you say, Pastor, uh, do, you, do you go by those tips? Absolutely. I, I, I definitely live by those tips. So if you don't have a chance, uh, uh, take a look at that. And uh, if you're not able to catch online services uh, at your place, if you don't have the means to do that, Maybe you might want to take a look uh, or ask, hey, now that things are opening up a little bit, uh, maybe you can catch it at somebody's place and uh, view that. Tonight, uh, I want to talk about relationships. I'm just going to move this a little bit closer here. Uh, having excellent relationship with others. And uh, Julie, uh, we, we've uh, known each other for... Uh, Many years. It's been how, how many how many years? Uh, Nineteen. 
82 we first started going out and um, so it's it's been a a number of years uh, from the time that I was 16 and first saw Julie uh, in Welland uh, just there was something there uh, something that caught my eye and uh, and here we are now all these years later so um, relationship and not to say that uh, relationship has been uh, that we've arrived and everything is perfect it's not uh, and uh, so we do have times where uh, we may not always agree on everything and there's times where there's discussion and there's times where it's it's back and forth and and uh, uh, but there's a there's a communication that that takes place and and there's um, a, a deciding and decision decisions that are made uh, together and uh, sometimes there's things of sacrifice that we need to sacrifice but tonight I want to talk about uh, having excellent relationship with others whether it's uh, being single or whether you're uh, married um, but the relationship how can we have good relationship and uh, I'm just going to have Julie she's going to help me out here tonight with uh, scriptures and and uh, I'm just going to have her read from first John chapter 4 uh, verse 8 uh, and this is this part is key to relationship if you want to have good relationship uh, whether it's whoever it's with this is this is the main key about good relationship can I start at seven sure yep beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So he, he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And um, uh, so it's not just God loves, but God is love. And the beautiful thing as a believer, if we are, are believers, uh, the God that is of love and is love resides within us and so I truly believe that that a person that is a believer a child of God uh, is able to love even more than someone that doesn't know the Lord and uh, not to say that someone that doesn't know the Lord can't love we have people that go to to war and they give their life in defense of, of us and they may not be believers uh, the Lord says greater love has no man than this that he would lay down his life for, for a friend or for someone else uh, just as he did he laid his life down for us uh, so tonight I want to I talk about we're going to get into mainly this key factor of, of good relationship being love and um, and then we'll see how far we get tonight, uh, whether we get into the second thing we want to talk about, also communication. Uh, it's kind of hard to, to love if there's no communication. And uh, I'm going to ask Julie, Julie, if you can just keep that mic on, because I, just in case we have some dialogue or whatever here. Um, and I recognize that not always are we, are we necessarily, hey, just to have a relationship that we need to spend 24-7 talking with each other. So 
So Julie, maybe you can, uh, uh, <laughs> Julie, Julie's having, she, I think one of the hardest things uh, I think for Julie has been uh, being up here with us. And uh, so this is, I, I know I'm, I'm uh, but uh, so Julie, can I just ask you, uh, like do we, do we take a lot of time every, every day that we're spending hours and hours and hours in communication with each other? No, because I guess because we're not, neither of us are real big talkers. I know people <laughs> don't believe that when I say that about you, but, <laughs> but at home, yeah, we're not big talkers, but it's just the idea, a lot of times we're just together. We don't have to talk, but just the idea of being together, so. So, and the other, the other thing is that uh, uh, we're not always together. We're whether I'm working uh, and we're not together, Julie's at work. So, um, and I, I don't know if we're, if we might have to make a change here with this mic. No, we're okay. All right. So, uh, but there, there is the aspect of, of uh, communication uh, and relationship. Uh, but if, if the basis is one of love, uh, you will have good relationship. Uh, that should should happen, and in fact, it could happen or should happen uh, as we are children of the Lord, because the Holy Spirit helps us, and we'll see that. Uh, I'm gonna. There we go. Thank you. So I'll I'll take off the other one here. All right. That's better. Um, the Holy Spirit is there to help us, and we'll see that in a bit. I'm gonna, Julie, if you could read to me uh, and to us for uh, from First Corinthians chapter 13, and you know this this passage. Uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, listen. And as as Julie reads, uh, I just want you to to ask yourself: Is this where I'm at uh, when it comes to relationship with others, regardless of whether it's a friend? A neighbor, coworker, or whether it's your spouse or the one person that you're you're uh, looking to get married uh, to, or uh, whoever that may be. But um, Julie, go ahead. From verse, can I do from verse one. From verse four. Oh, four. Verse one is good, though. Verse one to three. You want? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, and not have love. I am become as a sounding brass or a tingling, tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and not have love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind, Love envies not, love vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemingly, seeks not her own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. But where there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. 
right to the end? No, that's good. Um, so we, we see here spiritually, or oftentimes we, we think, well, hey, a person is spiritual if they have the gifts, you know, if they're using gifts, uh, and whatever that gift may be. But the Lord says, if there is no love, it doesn't, it's like a, a gonging symbol. Uh, it's, it's, there's nothing there. So to have, uh, to, to have love for others. And um, I'm going to read this again. I'm going to use the uh, New International Version here. And uh, as, I, as I read through this, I want you to recognize that, that each one of these, there's no one of these points has to do with feeling. This world today is all about, about feeling. And uh, Julie, I don't, I don't know, did you ever feel something uh, when we first started going out? Or was it just like, I don't know, did you? Of course I did, obviously, but, um, well, I, I guess I can't say all, then the, the feelings all went away all at once or whatever. Um, once you're married or as your relationship develops, you sometimes don't feel love certain times because um, things are not perfect, but um, love is not feeling. Love is a decision that you make. So, Absolutely. So I'm going to read again. And you'll realize that every single one of these points, none of them is a feeling. They're all a decision that we make and that we, that we act uh, on. It's an action. Uh, so love is patient. So it's, it's a re either a response to others or uh, is a, uh, yeah, a patient, patience with others, towards others. Uh, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. No feelings at this point. No emotions have been mentioned here, but all actions. It is not rude. So whether that's, that rudeness is whether it's uh, in behavior, uh, the, the meaning it says does not act unbecomingly. So that could also be with the way we interact uh, speech-wise. So there's not that rudeness. It is not self-seeking. It's not about what I want. And I, I recognize um, that, that sometimes as we um, go through, through life, there's things that, that we might say, hey, well, this is, this is what I would want. And, and so love would allow for, for there to be, hey, sure, hey, you want to you wanna do that or... Um, so there's an allowance for, at times, for sacrifice. And um, so, um, yeah. And sometimes the, the sacrifice that we may, uh, that might be there for each other, it is a sacrifice. Uh, but we're talking about relationship. Uh, so love is not easily angered. And uh, so sometimes in relationship, we don't always get what we may want. Uh, if we don't get what we want, doesn't mean that we get angry uh, or that there is 
if we are angry that we, we don't sin. Uh, and that sin, Jesus said, um, be angry and sin not. So the sin can be in, in our attitudes, in our thoughts, in our emotions, or in our actions. It keeps no records, record of wrongs. Has anybody um, gone back and brought something up from the past? That, hey, you remember you did this? There's a, a, a remembrance of things of the past. Here it says it keeps no record of wrongs. Love. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Uh, one of the things that I've, I ask couples in premarital counseling is if you put your name there, put your name where it says love, uh, sort of gives you a checklist. Am I, am I doing okay in this? Uh, Dave is patient, Dave is kind, Dave does not envy, Dave does, does not boast, Dave is not proud. And so we make a checklist for ourselves in this 1 Corinthians chapter 13 uh, about love, the way God would have it to be. Um, Julie, if, if I could have you read uh, 1 John 4, verse 16. 1 John four sixteen, And um, once again, uh, when it comes to uh, even the uh, the aspect of of marriage, uh, love is key within marriage. Love is key with with for communication, and love is key also even within the the things of intimacy, uh, of relationship. Love is key, and if there's not love, the communication gets difficulty difficult. Uh, interaction romantically gets difficult. And even if you're not in a, you're in a marriage situation, but uh, you're in a situation where uh, you're talking friends or whatever it may be, love allows for there to be a good relationship. Praise God. First John 4, verse 16. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Praise God. The love that God has for us. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. So he who lives and uh, their life is about loving others abides in God and God in him. So I, I alluded to the fact at the beginning that um, that as a child, a child of God, we do have an advantage because God resides within us. And so as God is love, that that love would come out. Now, let me just say this, or let me, I don't know, maybe you might want to uh, respond to this, Julia. Is it possible for a person to be a believer uh, God residing in them and uh, to maybe not show love? Is that a possibility, do you think? Or Yeah, I think so. Um, we know that love is a fruit of the Spirit and it gets developed in our lives. And so um, I think if a Christian is not open to God moving in them and changing them, that... Uh, 
Or even, you know, we're not perfect. So sometimes we don't show love. Um, and sometimes we struggle to love somebody. Um, but I think that if we are truly wanting to serve the Lord and uh, have the fruit of the Spirit in us, then uh, we will be open to the Holy Spirit to help us to love and to, uh, for him to love through us. So we're going we're gonna to look at that passage uh, uh, in Galatians chapter 5.22 because Julie's been alluding to this thing of uh, the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit. And we're not talking small s as in our spirit. We're talking as in the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And uh, uh, just going back to this thing of you can be a Christian and not love because it's a choice then that we make. We choose the way we act around others, uh, the, the, the way we, we interact with others. We can choose to love or not love. And so it's, it's, uh, it's critical at this point because sometimes we say, oh, you know, if we get upset, some of the things that we may say or whatever, we have a choice also to, to hold, to, to show some self-control if we're upset or angry to watch the words that come out uh, and are directed toward others. Uh, so love, when I choose to love somebody when I'm angry, would say, you know what, I may want to give them a piece of my mind, but I'm, I am choosing not to. How, how many of you find that that might be a difficult thing? To, to, you know, you're upset or angry and you want to say something. And, and listen, I, I understand that, you know, but here, God is saying that, uh, that the thing of love is a choice that we make. And as a, as a child of God, we do have an advantage. Because you might say, I, you know what? I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can, uh, you know, the person at work. Or, or maybe it could be even much closer that a child or maybe it's even a, your spouse and it's just like oh man i can't believe they did that again and and so there's this there's a response there's a reaction i uh, may start within or it may come out very quickly but uh let's just look and i don't know julie uh uh galatians chapter five twenty two from verse 22 and just before you get there uh in first corinthians 6 uh, 19 and 20, it talks about we, as a child of God, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So our, our uh, physical makeup, uh, we are our spirit, soul, and body, this flesh, this, this body that we have, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit comes into us the moment that we give our life to Jesus. The moment we confess our sin, we, we place our faith in Jesus Christ, and we invite Jesus into our lives is the moment that we become the temple of the Holy Spirit. You say, how fast does it happen? As fast as your, 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 your faith and your confession of faith being in Jesus, as your faith is there, as you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved and the Holy Spirit comes in. And 1 Corinthians 6, uh, 19 and 20 talks about the fact that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, so the Holy Spirit, the moment you get saved, 
this is what should happen. And it will happen either quickly or slowly. So just read uh, about this fruit of the Holy Spirit and we'll see what it is. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And just uh, keep going right to 26. Oh, 26. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. All right. And uh, so we have nine things mentioned here that are a fruit, not fruits of the Holy Spirit, but fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so if you want the fruit of the Holy Spirit to grow quickly, and we're talking about relationship here, regardless of whether you're single or not, um, if you, and relationship with others, the, all of these things are basically, uh, so many of them are dealing with how you interact with others. And um, so it's one fruit, it's all en encompassed uh, within uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit within you. It's not something that you have to conjure up. It's not something that you have to say, well, I have to, uh, you know, when it, especially, for instance, self-control. The last thing that's mentioned is self-control. Uh, so you say, well, I have to have this self-control. The Holy Spirit desires for the fruit, all these nine things that are mentioned, to be growing in your life. Just like a, a fruit grows uh, on a tree, uh, it starts with the, you know, uh, the flower aspect of it being germinated, and from there you, you have a fruit that will grow. So in the spring you have these, like if you're thinking of apples, apples or different fruit, um, there's a blossom, there's a germination that takes place, and then the fruit develops. And there's the developing of, of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in us, and we can hinder that growth within us or not. So a lot of times we just stop at the end of that list of things. Well, these are the fruit of the Spirit, and they're growing. But if you will look at the verses afterwards, uh, it is critical because it tells you then things that you need to do, all right? It says uh, in verse 24, I'll read, this is King James Ver New King James Version, Galatians 5, 24. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So um, there's, there's a crucifying of our flesh with its passions and desires. Those that are Christ's and uh, when does that take place? How does that take place? And th this is something that should happen on a daily basis. And I, I've, uh, one passage that I've referred to numerous times is Luke 9.23. As Jesus said to his disciples, he says, deny yourself. If you're going to follow me, deny yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. Now, uh, hey, I haven't arrived yet. I, I keep saying that, and Julie, Julie knows I haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet. But I'll tell you right now, 
I thank God for the Holy Spirit that helps me. You say, Pastor, do you ever slip up or do you ever, do you ever have, Julie, do I ever slip up when, I, when it comes to, to our interactions together? <laughs> I, hey, I, I do. I do. I find that, that oftentimes, uh, this is what I find out about myself. I find that, that when I have a lot of weight on me, a lot of stress or stresses or things piling up on me, it, it's amazing how oftentimes the people that are closest to me, they don't even know why, but I sometimes have my interactions with them are not good or they're, I'm abrupt. You ever get abrupt with somebody or you're curt with them? You're short with them. Listen, so I, I, that's sometimes when I don't get my way. You know, we're, we're all at that place. Sometimes we're all, you know, and so I haven't arrived yet. But I thank God in and of myself, I'm going to mess up and I mess up. But I'll tell you right now, if we want the fruit of the Spirit to really grow and take off in us, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, all of these things. Against such there is no law. But those that are Christ have crucified their flesh with its lusts, with their, their lusts and passions, their passions and desires. It's not, it's not just about me. And so where does that happen? That crucifying of the flesh takes place daily as we take up the cross, as Paul says in Galatians 2, 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. I live by faith in this body, by faith in the one who died for me and gave himself for me. So on a daily basis, there's this acknowledgement. You say, well, how does that look on a daily basis practically? There's an acknowledgement of, of who Jesus is and his death on the cross Daily, I acknowledge that. And it's not like it has to be, well, I gotta, I, this has got to go on for, I got to spend an hour acknowledging. It's just, I acknowledge, I just, Lord, you died for me. Jesus, you love me, you died for me. And we're crucified in that moment as you died for, Lord, I'm, I'm acknowledging that we are crucified with Christ. The flesh and the Holy Spirit, and I think it's Romans 8, um, 15 or 16 or 17 somewhere around there or 12 or 13 it talks about the fact that our the Holy Spirit helps us to crucify the flesh or to mortify the flesh now I'm taking a little bit more time on that because so often in our interaction daily interaction uh, there may be those outbursts or that the communication we're talking about where we may head into communication I don't know if we'll get to it today but communication then, if we love, love will, will allow for self-control to kick in and the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is one aspect of self-control to kick in so that I can control how I'm interacting, say with Julie or with somebody else. And listen, I, I haven't arrived yet. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. And so here's this key. And those who are Christ's if you are a child of God, 
have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Not what I want. And it's not by my strength. This denying of self, there's this aspect of my flesh. My effort is put down because I am not good enough. I don't have enough self-control. I don't have enough discipline. I don't have, in myself, I don't have it. But the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit within me, will allow for these things to come out in, in love, being number one on that list. Praise God. I don't know if you have anything to add. You want to add to that? Okay, well, yes. I, maybe it'll be sort of like a summary or something. As you're talking and as I'm reading what I read to you guys, um, I don't know, it's like um, something has really, I guess, got hold of me or what. Um, but there's these scriptures that I, that I read. So that first one where I said, you know, if you have, if you can prophesy, you give you, your body to be burnt, and you, have, you don't have love, you have nothing, right? So there's that verse. Then there's the other verse that we read about 1 John 4, 7, and 8. Let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loves is born of God. He that loves not is not born of God. He, he doesn't know God. So that verse. And then another verse that I didn't read, but you know, the, Jesus said there's two commandments. To love God is the first one. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so obviously I've read these scriptures many times, but it just kind of hit me that God is putting a lot of emphasis on loving each other, right? And I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, and it's saying love is patient, love is kind, does not boast, does not easily get angered. And I'm thinking... Wow, like, how can I follow that? How can I truly love the way that God would want me to love? Because I fall short of these things. <clears throat> Sorry. Then, like Davey said, that's the fruit of the Spirit of God, that the Holy Spirit develops in you. It's not something we... Yeah, we, tr we try these things, but if you're open to the Holy Spirit, if you're open to God, He will develop those things. So that first one is love. Anyway, so I guess all I'm saying is, wow, God really puts emphasis on love. I'm falling short of that when I read Corinthians. But thank God he doesn't leave us and say, you got to figure this out on your own. He gives us his Holy Spirit and he will help us as we are open to his moving in our lives that he will grow that love so that I will love my family, my husband, my children, my neighbors, how God would want me to. So anyway, I, I just thought, wow. I've read these scriptures many times, but it just really hit me. So there you go. <laughs> and, and, and we see here, uh, 
if we attempt to do it in our own by our own strength, we fall short. We fall short. You, you hear about people, you know, they've been married for 20 years, 30 years, and, uh, you know, one, one of the spouse wakes up and just says, oh, I don't love you anymore. And it's, it's, so I'm going by the, the thing of feeling, and, and it's like I just hear as a child of God. Now look at the next verse, Galatians 5.25. It says, if we live in the Spirit... So we are made alive in the Spirit. In uh, Ephesians chapter 2, as you read through the first 10 verses of Ephesians chapter 2, it says that we were dead in trespasses and sins. We used to be dead in trespasses and sins. And I think it's in, in verse 4 of Ephesians 2. It talks about the fact that, but we were made alive. We were made alive God, by his grace and mercy, has made us alive. And so if we live in the Spirit, we're alive in the Spirit. And this, once again, this verse 25 is uppercase S, as in the Holy Spirit. If we live or are alive in the Holy Spirit, look at the next section. It says, let us also walk in the Spirit. And this, is, this hit me, just like you, you got hit just a, a few moments ago there, but this, this hit me, this part about living in the Spirit and walking in the Spirit are two separate things. And this, this word walk has to do with your daily life. So to be able to love that person that, that's, that's close to you in relationship, even after five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and uh, even as, you know, hey, uh, we, we don't, how many, mom, 50, almost 60 years? This year, 60 almost? Yeah, in, in June. 60 years of marriage to say, I still love that person. And not to say that's not always easy. There's things that change long in our lives, but it's the Holy Spirit. It says, if we live in the Spirit, and as a believer, we should, or we are alive through our faith in Christ, let us also walk in the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit wants to help us on a daily basis in our relationship with others. So that 20 years down the road, it's not like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's, I, have, I didn't marry this, or it's not the same person that I married, but I, I can say this, and I've said this before, and I say it again in public, Jules. I, I, I love you more now than I did way back when. I love you more. And so uh, even after we're going to be married for 34 years coming up in a, in a month or so, just over a month. And, to, and I recognize that's the Holy Spirit because Julie knows that I'm, I haven't arrived and I'm flawed. I know it. But thank God for his Spirit so if, if, if tonight, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you say, oh my goodness, why am I having such problems? Part, part of it has to do with the fact that the Holy Spirit is residing within you, but there's a sort of a doing things in your own strength and power. And I recognize it's a daily thing. Jesus said daily take up the cross, daily remember 
who I am and what I did for you on the cross daily. Acknowledge it daily. And it, once again, it just could take five seconds. Lord, I acknowledge you died for me. You're gonna help me today who I need to be because of the fact you died for me on the cross. And there's this thing of, of love that starts to exude from you because, and you know, okay, this is not just me. You know what, I, I, this past week, uh, I, had, I had set up a, a, a session with somebody. Somebody's called up and said, hey, listen, can I get together with you? And, and um, so I knew that this coming in, that there was a problem, because they had indicated there's a problem. And we're, we're talking a major, a significant problem. And so I was prepared for that. And what happened was, because of that individual taking time to pray and come to the Lord and, and uh, interact, there's fasting and prayer, like f- during the course of that day, they came in and, and for a significant amount of time that we were together, it was one thing of praise after another, even to the point of saying, hey, I, I love this. I, lo- I love my husband. There was a change of heart, and it was a thing. You might say, well, uh, and you might be at a place where you say, I don't know if I can love that person anymore, or I don't know, and that the Holy Spirit will do something in your heart that is of the Holy Spirit. And listen, two Christians, two professing Christians, now, the Lord gives in 1 Corinthians 7, talks about, you know, if you're married uh, and, and say you, you both didn't know the Lord and one gets saved, the, the, the word of God in 1 Corinthians 7 talks about the fact that if the unbeliever wants to remain with you, that you remain with them. So unbeliever and believer together. Otherwise, a believer should not be unequally yoked with the unbeliever prior to marriage. As in, and let me just say this, talking a little bit about marriage here. If a person says, hey, listen, I, I'm, I, oh, I, 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 I just love this individual, and they come to me, and they, there's the, one of the first questions I ask, hey, are they a believer? Well, I, I don't know. The word of God says they should not be, don't, don't be, a believer should not marry an unbeliever at all. If somebody gets saved, they are both unbelievers, they got married, and one gets saved, stay with that person. If, if they want to stay with you, then stay with them. Otherwise, the Lord gives release. If they want to leave because you're a believer and they don't want to, hey, I want nothing to do with that, the Lord gives opportunity for them. If they want to leave, we can read that in 1 Corinthians 7. But otherwise, you stay with them because you don't know if they may get saved. But there is something about um, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. So if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited. Does anybody know, what, what does it mean to be conceited? Conceited, conceited is all about, basically, I, I can do it on my own. A conceited person is a person about, I can do that. 
I can do it. Let us not become conceited as I can do it by myself. I can do it on my own. I'm strong enough, I'm tough enough, I'm wise enough, I'm disciplined enough. The Lord is saying, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit, I submit to the working of the Holy Spirit and for the fruit of the Spirit to grow my life. Let us not be conceited. Let's not get to a place of, well, I can do this on my own, provoking one another, envying one another. There's consequences as we say, I, my faith is in myself. So we, there's a provoking of one another. The interaction doesn't work out. There's an envying of one another. So either we'll irritate somebody or we'll be envious of the other person. There's a, the relationship's not working out. But the amazing and beautiful thing is, is that the fruit of the Spirit is able to grow when our faith is in, stays in Jesus and what he did for us and we're crucified. We crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. And there's beautiful things that can take place. Now, for two people that, that profess to be believers, and I, I, let me just say this. If two people that profess to be believers are considering divorce, I question the salvation of at least one of them. I f it just does not, one of them, if not both, have wandered far from the Lord. But two people that profess to be Christians, if they go according to this passage, will be able to work out any problem that they may face. And let me just say this. I was given this diagram years ago, and I think it was, um, um, I'm, I'm just losing his name. He's, he's already passed away years ago, but he was big in the uh, 40s and 50s, uh, a writer. But anyways, one of his diagrams, and I got this years ago, and it was just a triangle. So picture up here, one dot, one here, and one here. And picture that top dot as being God. And here's Dave and here's Julie. The closer that the two of us get to God, the closer we'll get to each other. The closer the two of us get to God, the closer we will get to each other. If you are struggling in relationship with another believer, especially if it's your spouse, you take the you choose, I am going to draw closer to the Lord. And I'm not going to try to do things in my own strength. And if I have to uh, deny myself, I'm going to deny myself my, my conceit or... or provoking of my, my spouse or my envying of my spouse. I'm going to put those things aside. The fruit of the Spirit will grow in your life. And I'll, let me just say, will grow, can grow quickly. There's a beautiful fruit. And so I, when, I, when I think of these nine things, it'd be interesting to know how many uh, slices there are in, a, uh, in an orange I'd like to think, hey, there's nine slices in an orange. One orange, but each one, love, joy, peace, all the different fruit of the Spirit growing at one time because of what God can do in our life. Praise God. I don't know if there's, is there anything else that you want to? No. Hey. 
She's, Julie says she said enough. Um, and we're, we're going to continue this um, because love is that foundation that leads into then the communication that we can have with, with each other, even when we, there's times of disagreement. So let me ask you this question, Julie. Um, are there times that we may disagree on something? Okay, so if you didn't hear that, she said yes. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> we may disagree, but you know what? Uh, one of the things, uh, when it comes to huge decisions, let me just say this. When it comes to huge decisions, I will, I will not push forward without my wife. I would never, as financial decisions, I would never make a huge financial decision without my wife, never. Even the little ones. We talk to each other when it comes to purchases and finances and, 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 and expenditure and whatever. We talk to each other about, about those things. And so when it comes, so, and even when there's disagreement, um, sometimes, you know in a car you have the brakes and you have a gas pedal? Well, sometimes it's good to have, when, you've, when you're the type of person that you're going at, you know, I, I saw yesterday or the other day on YouTube, the car was doing 312 kilometers on the Autobahn. It was just stuck right f at f full speed, 312 kilometers an hour. I'll tell you right now, if there's no brakes in that car, that's a dangerous thing. And a lot of times, now in a, a marriage, in a marriage uh, relationship, it's good also to have breaks. Hey, 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 slow down. And let's, let's take some time before the Lord. Let's be in agreement regarding decisions that we're making because we love each other. And because we, there's communication, we interact with each other. So um, just as we close, are, are there any, any questions about this? And I may repeat your question just so that it's online here. Are there any questions? And, and let me just say for the single person, you might say, what about, hey, I don't have anybody uh, when it comes to big decisions. In, uh, it's in, I, th I believe it's in Proverbs that many, uh, a wise person has many counselors or many godly counselors anyway. Psalm 1 talks about the blessed is a man that does not walk uh, in, in, in the counsel of the ungodly. So for, for those that are single, Listen, for goodness sake, if you have nobody to go to, call me up and say, Pastor, what do you think about this? I don't know everything, but I'll tell you right now, if I don't know something, and we're talking a major decision, I will see if I can round up some godly counsel. Like, whatever counsel we get from the word, you, you go by the word of God. Uh, when it comes to you're not sure, for goodness sake, ask some of you single, especially, especially single ladies. I, you know what? I can't believe how much or people are, take advantage. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking of one example of, hey, you go to a garage, the mechanic, and, and the mechanic says, well, this is what you need, this, 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 and this, because they figure you may not know. I think that's That's wrong. And even for guys that don't know, they go and they find out, they, hey, you don't know? For goodness sake, get a, get a second opinion or go f get counsel to make decisions. So Julie and I, we always make decisions together 
regarding pretty well every single thing, um, and uh, sometimes even the little things. So, went shopping yesterday, uh, and and we we're talking. We got a, a a bedspread, and so we were together. So Julie says, "Well, what, what do you think about this?" Well, so I gave her my opinion on one. And she says, what about this one? I said, well, that one, yeah, that could work with the, the color of the furniture in her bedroom, the color on the wall, the floor. That, I think that color would work. And she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, so there's a, a, a back and forth, if you would. And um, anyways, any, any questions? And uh, for those that are, uh, if you're up on the top there, you'll have a question or something, uh, just maybe come to the, the balcony and lean over and let me, let me hear. If not, we'll we'll close tonight. Are we good? All right. I think we're I think we're good then. Let's just uh, let's just close in prayer. And uh, for for anyone that's here, or whether you're online, you might say, "I don't know the Lord. Uh, what do I, what do I have to do to have Jesus come into my life?" Just recognize what separates us is sin. So admit, Lord, I have sinned. And you might say, well, what, what, takes, what happens if I, if I sin? Well, we're, as we're separated, uh, we are dead in trespasses and sins spiritually. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus took care of every single one of our sins on the cross. And he died for us because he loves us so much. And as we recognize that we believe that that he died for us on the cross he took all our sins upon himself as we invite him into our lives lord come into my life now as we just we talk to god like that just like i'm talking to you tonight and uh and we believe in our hearts the lord will come into your life and the things that you can't change on yourself i just thank god that we can be confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in us will continue it right until the day of the Lord, until he may call us home or whatever may the trumpet sounds. Uh, the Lord is doing a work on us. Praise God. Lord, I just, I thank you for tonight. The Lord, Lord, so often I recognize, man, man, do I need your help. And Lord, sometimes I, I, I may look back at something that I've said or done and say, oh man, I messed up. Times, there's times where, I, yeah, I need to go back. I need to talk to that individual. I need to say, hey, I'm sorry. To make up in relationship, to have relationship, that there would be love. And Lord, I just, as you have forgiven me, that I could forgive those that may have wronged me. Lord, to, to, to have relationship and Lord, uh, I just, I just want to say thank you for your Holy Spirit that is allowed and free to begin to move as we allow the Holy Spirit to move. Lord, as our faith continues to be in you, not in ourself, Lord, truly denying ourselves and taking up the cross daily and following you. And Lord, you lead us in, in, in places of, of excellent relationship with others even if they may be flawed and we may we were still flawed you're still doing a work but there's beautiful relationship that can take place i just i thank you so much lord for that and i pray lord if there are uh issue 
that, that are things that are happening in relationships. I pray tonight, Lord, that there would be a hope to know as I place my trust in you, Lord, you are able to change things and to do a work on me and us, Lord. And you, can, you can make us a, a, a new person, Lord, that the fruit of the Spirit would be able to, to be evident in our life and grow in our life and develop in our life. So I just say thank you for that and let it be, Lord. Lord, I pray that there will be beautiful testimonies of changes, just like this last week, this past week, Lord, just beautiful thanksgiving. I just, I just rejoiced in the, Lord, I, I, didn't even, I just had to be in awe. There's nothing I had to do because it was already done by your spirit. So I just thank you for that, Lord, for your spirit and the power you have to change. You're an amazing God, and we just love you, Lord. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, it was so good to be back in the house of the Lord, and so good to see so many of you here tonight. And um, uh, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, come on out. Uh, let somebody else know. Invite and uh, uh, we look forward, I look forward to the time of worship. I, uh, it's one thing when I may be part of worship, but even just to, to take part in worship, I just can't wait uh, for that for Sunday morning. So God bless. Enjoy uh, a little bit of time of fellowship with each other, and uh, we will see you uh, soon. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.